0: I got <laughs> All right, creatures of the night, welcome to episode one hundred and. 7 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, and I am so excited for you guys to be joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He is always going back for seconds, Mr. Travis White. Travis, are you ready for a second helping of Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker at WrestleMania tonight?
1: I'm ready for a second helping of this. ready. This is what our fifth helping of them on pay-per-view and five great matches all of them so i'll take them yeah man give me a second give me a third give me a fourth give me a fifth i'll take them all man
0: I'm pile on to the it. mashed potatoes and extra chicken like wing
1: like it's a uh, ball bear and catering
0: mm. <laughs> exactly <brother. laughs> grabbing another brownie that's what this match is right here legendary career versus Street Shawn michaels versus the undertaker for the last time as a singles match
1: <laughs> you know
0: yeah. we'll we'll get to their actual last time in the ring together uh, about 30 or 30 episodes from now or so something like that but uh the clown show <laughs> let's let's think about the positive times let's think about the good <laughs> things here uh one of our most anticipated episodes uh we know sure. a lot of you listeners Uh, have debated. What's the better match? Is it WrestleMania 25? Is it WrestleMania 26? Can you even pick between them? Well, we're going to explore it here. Uh, Just some epic long-term storytelling that we've seen really over the past year to lead up to this. And it's also, it's not even the end of this story. It's another piece as we go through this WrestleMania series, as we'll get to the two Triple H matches uh, a few weeks weeks from now, man. I, I just... I'm so excited. I've been waiting all day to do this one with
1: you tonight, buddy. Yeah, man. It's, I'm looking forward to this one a, a lot. You know, It's going to be fun. Again, we watch this one together, so we got memories of that too as well. So we'll talk about that. So really, really fun to talk about my wife's first WrestleMania experience. Mm. So we'll be, we're, we're on to something. So We'll talk about that later <laughs> on. So.
0: Well, before we get into the fun, uh, we do need to do something that, uh, you know, unfortunately, we've had to do a few times here on the show. But we need yeah. to uh, pay our respects to one of the men that we covered here uh, in the early, early days of our podcast. A, a man who was, I think, uh, you know, for me, one of my favorite characters that we got to cover in these early days.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes, certainly. Uh, of course, we're talking about Kamala. Uh, he passed away uh, earlier in the week. Uh, just a, you know, a, just like the Undertaker, a legendary character in the history of wrestling. Uh, Travis, I know uh, he's not ever going to be remembered for his in-ring work necessarily, but it just goes to show you that that's not what wrestling is all about. Because this man had a presence about him.
1: Exactly, and I'm glad you said character, because you know. I got to thinking about it today, just you know, kind of reminiscing about him and seeing clips on YouTube and stuff you would post on Twitter and everything. Like just how into that character he was. And he made you – I just remember his interactions with Taker. He made you believe that he was scared. Like he made The Undertaker frightening in those early years. Like obviously the kids in the crowd were like as a competitor – he was scared of him like you know and and when taker i remember what, one when taker sits up he just ooh like jumps back at him and, and like just the way he had to live that character i mean he had to pretend like he was from the jungles of uganda and i was listening to an interview with jerry lawler from uh, uh earlier this week and uh, he was talking about it and um just talking about how he told I, I think his name was sugar bear harris when he first wrestled and came to memphis and uh, you know he gave him this character of because yeah, Jerry is the one that gave him the character of, of the Ugandan Giant, uh, Kamala. So he told him like, "I want you to pre- like, just you have to pretend like you don't know how to wrestle. You're just there to brawl, and you're just there as a character from your, you know, your trainer or whatever, your handler." So he had to just completely throw out all of his wrestling training. Which again, it wasn't like he was a Kurt Angle in the ring, but still, it reminded me of Taker. How Taker can jump off the top rope. He can do drop kicks. He could, as you know, uh, Texas red or whatever his name was and yeah mark mark callis but like he had to kind of put that in the back in his back pocket and and go to this character-based mat work and character-based you know just this creature like and it just it parallelized really got me thinking about today and just how you know obviously taker's career is more prolific but you know kamala in there with hogan drawing he's selling out the Garden and stuff, man. He body slammed Andre the Giant.
0: Yes, yes. Four I think,
1: years before Mania.
0: You know, <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's a shame he did not get to go into the Hall of Fame while he was alive. Yeah. I think he'll go in, in one of those legacy classes sure. that they do uh, the, the past few years where they induct like 10 guys at a time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that'll hopefully be nice for his family because that, I think he is, you know, underappreciated probably uh, sure. did probably because you know it's a uh, definitely a questionable gimmick in the year 2020, and probably don't want to show a lot of that footage. But you know, it was what it was back then. Wrestling was a different time in the in the 80s and 90s and the dark ages. And and for people like us, man, he was a guy that just jumped off the screen. So yeah. um, and like you said, his interaction with Undertaker, I'd say him and Yokozuna were like mm-hmm. the two guys that soul of that undertaker character put yep. over the fear um just the, the double takes that kamala does mm-hmm. um, in the two matches and in the build-up to those two matches uh yep. they're they're episodes six and seven of our podcast so you can go back in the archives to hear us way, you know, way, way back, way way back we praised him back then uh summer yeah. slam 92 and then the first ever uh uh, this was technically a coffin match, I believe, with right. uh, The Undertaker at 1992, but the first of that, which is an important legacy for The Undertaker's career, man, uh, so he, he plays a he pivotal role own,
1: in that. He had his own, like, personalized coffin, if I'm not <laughs> yes, mistaken. I mean, he had the moon and the, the stars on it, too, mm-hmm. so, you know, you know, not everybody got that in casket matches, you know? Paul Bear had uh, the blueprints for it, he man. He did, so we always <laughs> talk about how we missed those days, so, yeah, a very... Uh, very prominent in Undertaker's early career and just really getting him off to being the, the feared monster that he was supposed to be. So, yeah, rest in peace, Kamala.
0: We talk about him a few other times, too, as he pops up and faces Randy, <laughs> Randy Orton. Orton. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I
1: listened to an, an interview. It was busted open, and Mark Henry was talking. He was talking about I was backstage that day, and I begged. I just I just come back from injury. I was like, please put me in the ring with Kamala. He's like, I, want, I don't care if I lose. I'll look at the lights. You're still going to pay me. He's like – please, I want to go out there and That's wrestle awesome. Kamala. And I thought that was really cool of Mark Henry because, I mean, he, he looks up to this guy so much. So it was pretty cool. But he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I was always jealous of Randy because Randy got to wrestle Kamala. And Randy was like this young upstart. And he's like, and i you know been there for 10 years at the time and really wanted to wrestle him. But anyway, yeah, That's pretty hilarious. cool. Yeah.
0: Well, we will be uh, slapping our bellies in his memory uh, this evening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Undertaker! You better get ready, because I've instructed Kim Chi to make sure that Kamala singles you out in this match, and you're in real trouble.
0: But uh, yeah, we'll dedicate this episode to him as we uh, take our time traveling hearse. Now uh, we're going to take it all the way back to February of 2010. You, we last left off with the huge cliffhanger. From the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, Shawn Michaels breaks into the chamber, gives the sweet chin music to Undertaker to cost him the world title against Chris Jericho. And uh, for all we know, they've just been standing in the ring for the past 24 hours. Shawn Michaels staring at him. You know, the show went off the air like that. We never (laughs) saw him move. But uh, Travis, why don't you fill us in on what happens on Raw uh, February 22nd, night after Elimination Chamber.
1: Yeah, so the next night we see a a graphic, you know, uh, opening up the show of, you know, the sweet chin music, and there's a graphic saying, you know, is the Undertaker going to be here tonight? And then uh, Jericho opens the show up, and on his way to the ring, Michael Cole says that the title changed hands because, and I want to quote this here, he says, Shawn Michaels and his startling actions with the ambush of the Undertaker inside the chamber allowed this man, Chris Jericho, to capture the world championship for the sixth time. So I rewound it literally. 12 times to make sure he said under Tiger, and he did.
2: Michaels and his
1: of tiger King. Exactly. The original Tiger King. So, oh, man. But Come anyway, on, Cole. Jericho's going to gloat about how he beat Taker two times in a row, and who else can, can ever claim they've done that, which, fair play. Not a lot of yeah. people can, so. Yeah, he and Ed start brawling and then we get a get a video package recapping all the goings on between Sean and Taker and um It's got this weird, like funky pop jazz song behind it. And i I pointed that out in my notes here and then in your notes I see where it, I, I, I did remember this video this music being in it. And then your notes you pointed out this actually uh really good video here. And it's got this song running up the hill and you can see it on YouTube, but it's edited off of the network. So I'm afraid that they lost the rights to the song, or whatever, or don't want to pay for the rights, or whatever. But, right. um, and I just I forgot to watch it before until we right when we started recording, and I watched it, so I couldn't remember the song, but I do remember this video package, and it was an excellent, excellent video package. I'm not gonna lie, the pop jazz song behind it, it's a little lame. Definitely watch the one running up that hill definitely puts it over the top and you had high praise for it in your notes here.
0: Oh dude, we'll, we'll put it up on all our social media this week. So you can go back on there, but you know, uh, everyone talks about the, uh, my way WrestleMania 17 video mm-hmm. being the best of all time. And you know, I'm not going to argue that, you know, it's, it's fantastic as well, but I think people forget about this one. I, to me, it's, it's one B, uh, you know, or, or right up next to it, man. It's, it, and I'm, you know we're biased uh but i thought that back in the day man when i when i saw this one and that music just works perfectly and this is just such a dramatic uh well told uh, emotional story between mm-hmm. these two guys if you've never seen it or if you've only recently seen it on the network and you haven't seen it with the actual music in there go back and watch it and uh, yes. it's not not the only uh, awesome video and song that we're going to see play into this year no. uh,
1: in a few weeks yeah we're going to get more so uh Sean's gonna come out to the ring like he just came fresh out of the deer stand from the <laughs> elimination chamber. What is that shirt, man? <laughs> oh no, man! I don't know. It's like from the garth Brooks like classic collection. Oh yeah, so uh, garth Brooks camo collection. But anyway, off the
0: rack at Walmart, man.
1: <laughs> Kmart, Kmart. Yeah, well he's. He get a little bit of mixed reaction, but you know he's in this serious mood. And it, to me, this reaction he gets reminds me of ninety six, ninety seven Sean Michaels, where the okay. you kind of hear a more squee, like the the girls are squealing for Sean, and then the guys are kind of like boo. But like you know, it's just yeah, it just it just took me back there. You know, like I remember talking about that one here. So anyway, he explains, you know, my actions last night weren't that complicated. You know, I did what I need what I needed to do. I understand that what I've done isn't that popular, but I'm willing to live with it, and I understand that the Undertaker. Uh, excuse me, he says I, I understand that the Undertaker might be here, and I understand that for every action there must be a reaction. So I'm going to count on it with regards to the Undertaker. I'm sure he's going to react. He says, but there is absolutely no one that could possibly. And then, boom! Undertaker's music interrupts, and we get the smoke and the fire. And I'm going to assume that the guy from the night before got got fired. <laughs> <Like I laughs> that is go. the story.
0: You know, we didn't yeah. talk about that last week, but there's like a story. Maybe Jericho told it on his podcast or something. Yeah. That, that said. When Taker got back through the curtain that night, he says, I don't ever want to see that Pyro guy again. Yeah. And apparently he was never seen or heard from. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he induced are in like a <laughs> closet locked away. They're in WWE headquarters. <laughs> yeah, purgatory. Just feed, man. Them. Yeah. <laughs> just feed them and let them go to the restroom. <laughs> just keep them there. Um <laughs> They're in that room
0: AJ Styles opened up during the money yeah, in the a, bank match. Yes. Yeah.
1: They should have headstones at Access next year for, like, all the best <laughs> opponents, plus those two guys. dudes <laughs> and the fire guy. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, <laughs> anyway, Tucker comes out, does not get lit on fire, makes his way down the ring, just staring a hole to Sean, and they stand in the middle of the ring eyeing each other, and he just says, you know, Sean, you wanted my attention. Now you have it. Sean says, you know, last year – people said that we had the greatest match in WrestleMania history, maybe even the greatest rat match ever, you know, but I wrestled nearly a perfect match, but I made one mistake and it cost me everything and I can't live with that. He says, you know, you refused to give me a rematch. So that left me with no choice, but to cost you the world title. So then he challenges Undertaker to face him at WrestleMania and to get his revenge. So Taker looks at Sean. He says, you're on, I accept. So, Short and sweet, you know. Oh, he's, love it. He's he's just in there. So again, we've been denying the fans this for four three months now. You know, since the slammies. and so, or I guess two and a half months. Um, so you know, we've been denying the fans this. So now finally, it's time to you know put the pen to paper and let it. Let's get going, roll into WrestleMania. So Sean goes to leave here, and Taker says, "Well, on one condition." So Sean comes back, and they stand face to face again, and Taker says, "You know, this year you're going to put something up as well." This year,
3: you have to put up something as well. If I beat you, your career is over. That's it, Sean. The streak versus your career. You don't get it.
2: If I can't beat you at WrestleMania, I have no career.
3: You're
1: on. That's it. The stage has been set. You know, it's streak versus career, which I guess for the first time ever.
0: It's perfect. Perfectly done. Uh, It's the culmination of of both of these guys over the past 20 years that gets us to this moment it's you know they they always try to do this every year for wrestlemania They always try to have that stare down between two guys that's just Mm -hmm. electric and the crowd is there for it and sometimes they get it you know rock and hogan had it and austin and rock had it uh sometimes they don't get it uh but here Oh, they got it. Oh, they Crowd's, got it. They crowd crowd got it is good. in hook, line, and sinker, man.
1: Absolutely. And I just want to mention, the next night is when NXT debuts. It's a crazy hybrid reality show, TV show, make fun of Daniel Bryan show. I just thought <laughs> I'd mention it. It's just, um, that's just the debut of NXT, which is hard to believe. It's been 10 and a half years, the NXT. Again, it's not the NXT that I know and love today, uh, but it was the original incarnation of NXT. But yeah, it's going to give us the likes of Daniel Bryan and other people that aren't
0: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bray Wyatt, you know, yeah, like Bray, the early well, days he's of on
1: the later season, I think.
0: Oh, no, he's on the. Oh yeah, right, he's on the second. No, one. He's yeah, later. you're right. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 you're right. So just Daniel Bryan.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Heath Slater was the last one hanging on, and then he just got right. canned. So.
0: Yeah, man. What did you think of early NXT? Did you watch any
1: of it? uh some of it yeah i really because i knew daniel bryan was gonna be on i mean I, I i really liked uh american dragon brian danielson i knew he was a student of sean's i watched some of his independent stuff and right. modern stuff so yeah i was excited when he got paired with the miz i hated it it was perfect storytelling really perfect but um yeah i watched some of it i thought it was goofy as heck and dumb but i was in it. and you got to see daniel bryan versus chris jericho very the first, episode. That's yeah, right. first episode yeah first episode Good stuff. Well,
0: sad to see the death of ECW. You know, our we have a special connection to ECW, yeah. the WWE ECW brand. So uh, you can go listen in the archives as well to our um, Undertaker in ECW episode, yeah. where we talk about his two matches on the ECW brand and fantasy books some Undertaker in ECW scenarios, and then do a running commentary for the December to Dismember main event, one of my favorite episodes we ever did. Yeah, so. That's a that's a fun one. But uh, next week on Raw, March first, two thousand ten, Sean Michaels is gonna open up the show. He's got a new, uh, tacky camo shirt on this week. So uh, <laughs> that's what he's in, that's what's in his closet these days. But. You know, we see a little recap of uh, their interaction from last week. And Sean talks about there being a buzz around the locker room after last week. Uh, the crowd, like you said, again, we're, we're getting some HBK chants from the crowd. So they're they're torn uh, between sure. them. Uh, Sean says he thinks everyone is saying that he's crazy for putting his career on the line at WrestleMania. And nobody in the back thinks that he can actually defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. But he took Taker to the limit. No, he realizes the undefeated streak is 17-0. and 0, But he also realizes that no one has given The Undertaker a run for his money like he has. Sean talks True. about how he is Mr. WrestleMania. Uh, and he believes he can end that streak. But he wants to give all the guys in the back who have been whispering about him a chance to come out here tonight. Look him in the eye and tell him man to man that he can't win. So Sean waits for a second, and then his best friend Triple H's music hits, and he comes out. And uh, he looks a little bit reluctant and concerned on his way down. Um, no uh, no horn swaggle there tonight Dude, <laughs> to uh, interrupt this. Serious. Thankfully, yes, we got business to talk about.
1: Which eyes are you going to look him in? <laughs> I...
0: <laughs> Just going to dance around Your the ring a little does bit. A
1: great... Lazy eye. Oh, he does. I mean, his impression. That's a great impression.
0: Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, and Sean gets a little ticked off at first, but Triple H says, look, no, Sean, I don't think you can beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Dramatic pause.
3: I
2: know you can.
0: <laughs> so Triple H is on Sean's side here, and um, Shawn, uh, Triple H says... Look, I I've wrestled anybody who's anybody in this business over the past 15 years, and you, Sean, are the best of them all. You're in a class uh, class by yourself. You are truly Mr. WrestleMania, and no matter what happens, DX will always stand strong. Uh, so Triple H talks about how uh, you know a couple weeks ago they lost the tag team titles to the uh, men who have the worst theme music of all time, Show Miz. And Triple H says he doesn't want that to be the Mm. last image of DX, losing the tag team titles to The Miz. So he's invoked their rematch clause here for tonight. Uh, The crowd's like, yeah, yeah, we love it. Uh, DX, we're going to see DX tonight. And Sean says, I appreciate your words, man, but we're going down separate paths now. And Triple H tries to explain it to him. If we're champions, we don't technically have to defend our title for 30 (laughs) days, which nowadays, if you're Brock Lesnar, you don't have to defend it for 30 months or 30 (laughs) weeks or something. (laughs) 83 weeks. That went out the window, man. Uh, Triple H says, 28 days from now is the Raw after Mania, so we can come out that night and throw a celebration like no other because you will still be the man who's around here. You will be the man that ended The Undertaker's streak. Uh, so that's good, man. I like that. I like how they're playing into this. Uh, it's fun uh yeah, absolutely. fun fun way to fill up time on the way to WrestleMania here and a fun way to get DX uh, one last hurrah. Uh, Triple H says it's not about being champions. It's about belief, and I believe that... Sean's career will be alive and well after WrestleMania, and that you will beat The Undertaker. Triple H says, That's what I believe, but what do you believe, Sean? The crowd's chanting for HBK. They're in on this, man. And Sean says, I believe we got some tag team titles to win tonight. I love it, man. Good stuff with these two guys. Yeah. Eating up. It's one last hurrah for uh, Sean and Triple H here. And that's kind of what this road to WrestleMania is going to be. Like, uh, kind of a one last hurrah for Shawn Michaels Mm. through some of his greatest hits. Um, So that's the main event DX versus Show Miz. And Shawn Michaels is dominating off a hot tag. He is rolling through this match. But then The Undertaker's uh, mug appears up on the Titan Tron. And. uh, obviously, Shawn Michaels gets distracted. Undertaker rolls his eyes in the back of his head. And for the second time in a row, The Miz rolls up Shawn Michaels and pins him. I cannot believe yeah, that happened I twice. Know. <laughs> it's
1: crazy. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, Triple H tries to come in and console Shawn, but Shawn gets mad at Hunter and storms to the back. And then uh, the show goes off the air with Sheamus running in from the crowd and attacking his WrestleMania <sighs> opponent, and uh, his workout buddy, Triple H, to end
1: the show here. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I take tri- I the
0: upper hand tonight.
1: Yeah, he gets one up. You know, if Triple H had a crystal ball back then, he's like, I don't want the lasting impression of DXB losing to the show, Man, I want it to be a clown show in Saudi Arabia. against <laughs> <surprise> the <with laughs> instructions. <Oops. laughs> us both bald <laughs> and breaking ourselves in half oh. <laughs> in the sand. <laughs> if we'll get there. we a crystal ball. Oh, We'll God. get there Monday. Yeah. Well, Shane Moose comes out to put the crowd to sleep, like you said. So that'll take us to the next week. Raw. <laughs> Nothing on SmackDown. Raw, March 8th. A lot of Raw coming up here. A couple SmackDowns too, but, um, again, because it's the Road Rush the brand lines are blurred and oh, separated. It completely. doesn't matter. Free for all.
0: Everything's Raw. all blurry.
1: Puddle of mud, yeah, I'd say. Exactly. <laughs> like my background on Skype. Um, <laughs> so, the show opens with, uh, Undertaker actually. He makes his entrance and, um, It comes out, and uh, Cole talks about how Sean's been obsessed since he made that one mistake last year, and this, you know, streak versus career this year. And The Undertaker says that, you know, last week was very symbolic of what Sean's life has become since he became number 17 in the 17-0 undefeated streak. He says, you know, your life now has a dark cloud hovering above him, and your obsession with ridding yourself of this cloud is going to cost you your career. After WrestleMania, there will be no celebration or triumph because there will be no victory. Only that dark cloud will hover, hover over your head for the rest of your life. And he says, It brings me no joy in saying this. But in three weeks, Shawn Michaels career will rest in uh, uh, next. Uh, Sean. Exactly. We get sexy. <laughs> I'm boys sorry, boys. that was
0: awful. <laughs> that was great. It sounded
1: just like Sherry or whoever it is and sings that. Or the fans in the crowd. There you go. From the eighties hair. Um, so yeah. Sean's music interrupts. He comes out. He's got Now he's got a sleeveless camo, like fleece pullover, dude. He is just going down, like just awful. It's just getting worse and worse each week. I wish so, I could wear that to work. Yeah, just no <laughs> shirt underneath. Underneath sleeveless
0: a fleece vest.
1: Pull. <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> Who does that? <laughs> he says, you know you don't get to finish your line. Not yet. So I thought that was cool. cool. He cuts, you know, take her off and doesn't give him the satisfaction of finishing that. And he says, you know, you're right. There's been a black cloud hanging over my head or dark cloud hanging over my head and it's following me everywhere. And last week, you know, I was full of rage when I went to bed the next morning, the cloud was gone because I had an epiphany. The reason that I cost you the title because I had no choice. I had to. You interfered my match last week, but you didn't have to. So for the first time ever inside that cold black heart, of you exists fear, and the crowd starts booing at this point. So they're just, yeah. com- they just don't know who they want to cheer for. You know, they both they love both these guys. So Taker tells sean Now, if I were you,
3: I would choose my next words very carefully.
2: because you're the only one who knows how close I came to ending it all for you last year. That's why you asked me to put my career on the line. You thought you could intimidate me. You thought I'd say no, but I didn't. This has been my life for over 25 years. You think that I'd risk everything if I didn't know I could beat you? Nobody lives a perfect life, Undertaker. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing. In a WrestleMania. I'm gonna
1: prove it. So he's just putting it all in the line here saying, you know, I I got all the confidence I'm gonna beat you. So and uh Sean says he's not desperate. He says, you know, last year I would have taken even a count out or a DQ to have my win, but not this year with the career on the line. He says, you know, Sean proposes this year it's gonna be a no count out, no DQ match. So that's gonna basically just change it from last year a little bit, but also just make sure there's a definitive winner. You know, you right. got to have right. a pinfall or a submission, not like a chairs match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, what if this match had been a chairs match? What a, what a disappointment. <laughs>
1: yeah, it would have been, but you know, um, he says, if you if I want to kick takers teeth down your throat and beat him and then pick pe- t- t- at this point, Tager has changed his whole like, um, demeanor. He's kind of pacing around the ring, getting frustrated at Sean's defiance and stuff and the way he's kind of stepping up to him. So, he says, "So it shall be." You know, you've chosen your own demise, and I see the fire and passion and the will in your eyes. And uh, you honestly think you can beat me at WrestleMania? And he says, "That's what makes you the showstopper, the main event, Mr. WrestleMania." But not this year, in my opinion. You may be the greatest that's ever stepped foot in the ring. I'll give you that. But you listen to me. On March 28th, I will open up the gates of hell and I will unleash a fury that no mortal man has ever seen, and make sure that at WrestleMania, your career is over. So he's really putting it on Sean here. You know, just really putting him over, saying he's the best he's ever been in the ring with. He's the best there is. But then Sean comes back. He says, you know, you keep telling yourself that. You know, he says, after WrestleMania, the Dark Cloud's going to come back, but this time, it's hanging over you. It's going to follow you, and inside it, it's going to be an image of me haunting you for the rest of your life. The image of the Heartbreak Kid ending your WrestleMania undefeated streak.
0: Mm. So he
1: just kind of, that's his mic drop, basically, right there. He's just saying, you know, you know, and I really like the, I guess, the symmetry of that whole promo starting with the dark cloud and then coming back to it at the end there just to tie it all together. It's pretty cool. So then Sean leaves and take her eyes in and then he turns around the ramp and they just kind of stare at each other. So that's kind of how we go out here. They're just both kind of going at it. No physical altercation. You don't need that yet. You know, just playing mind games with each other. So.
0: Yes, very little physical interaction at all during this whole buildup. You know, it's a lot different than last year with Shawn Michaels Undertaker playing a lot of the mind games, you know, all the religious overtones, mm-hmm. and dark and evil. It's all stripped back. It's more yeah. Michael Hickenbottom and uh, and Mark Calloway. It's more, yeah. you know, these two guys and Shawn's, not the bombastic, over-the-top Shawn Michaels. No, this is all he's got, uh, mm-hmm. and, and he's putting it all on the line. Um, and, and you're seeing that here. And like you mentioned, Undertaker pacing around. Yeah, he's more frustrated, and and mm-hmm. that sort of approach by Shawn Michaels is getting under Undertaker's skin
1: exactly. more and
0: more. And we'll see that in the next few weeks here.
1: I love that little tweak from last year. It just mm-hmm. it gives it. It's not just a you know lather, rinse, repeat, It's it's got a little bit of different nuance to it, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I love that too. I love that it's not just the same thing over and over again. As uh, we finally head over to The Undertaker's brand, uh, SmackDown, <laughs> here, finally, yeah. March 12th, 2010, uh, famous for a, another angle that happens on here, for another WrestleMania match where CM Punk very creepily sings happy birthday to Rey Mysterio's daughter uh, in a great heel moment. Uh, love it. As we've Saw his son in a brutal moment on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, man.
1: Okay, and then, so Punk was like this religious cult leader back then, right? Yeah. Taunting Aaliyah, and now Rollins is this religious cult leader taunting Dominic. And so Punk online put something like, oh, I know what you should do, Ray. Shave his head. Like, kind of <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, like that's where you should go next. But people online were freaking out. I was like, no, he's just playing into the... Saying I did this 10 years ago. That's all right. saying. It's just – it's funny. But, yeah, I love this moment from SmackDown. I remember this like yesterday. Just how – like what a heel, man. Like,
0: what a heel. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, well, I didn't remember this moment. And uh, this is one of those kind of like uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Man, Balls Mahoney <laughs> versus uh, – God, we t- I can't even remember who he faced. We talked about a Balls Mahoney match a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, we did. Where, uh, was it Big Daddy V, maybe? Yes. Uh, I think it was. <laughs> Where uh, we going to run in, in there. Well, tonight we're talking Heart, Dynasty, and Crime Time. Uh, why in the world are we talking about this match? Well, I'll get to that in a second, but I was just thinking about this match, man. Would you have ever guessed in the year 2010 that? Only one of the five people involved in this match would still be around in 2020. And would you have ever guessed that it's Natalia out of <laughs> <laughs> David Smith, Tyson Kidd, Shad, JTG, Natalia? Would you think she's the one who still has a job on TV? I,
1: yeah, it's weird, man. It's weird to think about like how those guys have gone on to different things and you know, obviously Shad's passed right. on, but of course, you know, it's yeah. JTG not there. Harry Smith, not there. This guy looks like a million bucks. Sure, Tyson kid can't wrestle, so but yeah, it is weird, man. How she's the lasting one, last, you know, last woman standing.
0: Divas never last that long, or you know, right? Divas back then, yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. Uh, shows you how talented she is. Well, mm-hmm. we're not just talking about it to talk about Natalia's longevity. Um, after about a minute into this match. The lights go out, the gong hits, The Undertaker appears in the ring, and he goes absolutely ham on these idiots. Um, chokeslam yeah. for Shad, a huge last ride for Tyson Kidd, Tombstone for David Hart Smith, Hell's Gate for JTG. Undertaker's just letting out all that frustration that he had from Shawn Michaels the past few weeks on four random guys and uh, absolutely makes a statement to Shawn Michaels, showing off all his different finishers, all the different ways he could beat him uh, a few weeks before WrestleMania, man. Just a really, (laughs) really fun moment here (laughs) and an interaction with four guys he never would interact with besides this.
1: Right. I didn't expect to talk about Harry Smith or D.H. Smith on this show ever so yeah we can talk about him for a second and, yeah it's funny because this is one of those things that um if you do this with the wrong guy um and like, the, like spoiler alert these guys get no retaliation go, like at all there's no nothing like nothing in future weeks nothing happens but like if you do this with the wrong guy it's just like oh why was this old time we're just burying them but like he's the one guy you could do this with. like say santa came out see if Cena came out and did this People on Monday, oh, let's see the barrier he's got. But like, Taker's the one guy that has that much clout and just, like, his character and just, like, the goodwill. In fact, he's the one guy that could get away with this. And they'd be like, that makes sense. Like, you know? Yeah. Does it make sense? Like, he's, he's no, not. totally. They don't totally. even need retaliation on it <laughs> They're like, Crumpton's a good guy. He's just beating <laughs> them all up anyway. He doesn't even right. care. He's just like and they have no allegiance to Sean. He's just like, I'm once them. I'm just beating the mess out of these guys. They did no nothing
0: reason. to instigate this. No,
1: <laughs> no no backstage segment or anything. No It's great. Nothing. They didn't steal the urn or anything. I like just uh <laughs> I can see Crom Time walk around the urn. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, just you know, he's the one guy that can character wise can do this and it'd be fine, you know, so Triple H done this in 2003. It had been oh, over. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. The yeah. internet well, had written stuff, a million actually. articles on it. Yeah. You're, you're right. You did. He did. Yeah. He actually did this stuff back in those days. But anyway, um, that brings us to Raw, the next the next uh, few days later. So this is Raw, March 15, 2010. And, you know, it, these last few weeks we've been talking about Raw. I have purposely skipped the guest host because mm-hmm. they're terrible. I don't even remember who they were. I don't even care to talk about them. They've been terrible. But this night, one day earlier than Stone Cold Day, we get Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's a day early. So. I should have just pushed uh, Raw to Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday Raw Tuesday. Did it on three sixteen. But anyway, he's uh, he's the guest host this night. It's WrestleMania Rewind Night, so we're gonna go back and have rematches from WrestleMania on this episode of Raw. Which, to me, always kind of it's a simple gimmick, but like it's fun, you know, because you know like you're just gonna get some big marquee matchups. Yeah. Yes. And there's it's some fun stuff.
0: good good reasons to do it on this episode.
1: Sure, sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, later on, he's backstage and Sean comes in and he asks, uh, you know, Stone Cold, and do you think I can beat Taker at WrestleMania? And Austin says, you know, I think the streaks goes to eighteen and zero. And Sean's like, well, you only get the truth out of you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, kinda, I kinda like that. it's like this, like legit. Like, oh, at least you tell me true. But he says, you know, but after WrestleMania fourteen people thought my career was over you know that match with you but i proved everybody wrong so tonight i got chris jericho in the wrestlemania rewind match and then jericho comes in and interruption and he's like you know he just running sean down you know i'm gonna embarrass you and embarrass you tonight before Taker retires you in a few weeks and you know i'm gonna destroy you just like take did those there's other four guys last week on smackdown so and then after sean walks away jericho is trying to just like ham it up with austin and austin does this you know, so basically, uh, Jericho's like, you know, let's go crack a few Steve Weisers. And- I mean, do we really need to have this match then? Maybe Sean should take the night off and you and I can go have a couple Steve
3: Weisers, just like the old days, and raise little, a raise little hell out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Remember how it used <laughs> to be?
0: <laughs>
2: you remember that night in Frisco?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Austin does the, old <laughs> and just like about face, like just brings it and just basically gives him a stink eye and tells him to get out of his ring or get out of his office. So I love it. Yeah, Austin's so good at that, like just cracking up and then just, just, boom, stopping it. So good stuff. So yeah, it's WrestleMania Rewind. We're getting a probably my favorite match from WrestleMania 19, if not uh it's not tied with the main event but um Mm -hmm. you know we're getting sean and jericho here probably the best match of that night actually yeah so wrestleman rewind match and sean gets off to a hot start on jericho they got a really good tv match these guys just it's it's just so good and refreshing to watch these two pros go at it man so um really had some some classics too in the last seven years uh uh, these guys have, and especially 2008 was a really, really good year for them as they pretty much took up the whole year with it. So right. anyway, yeah. so
0: it's, it's cool. Sean gets to have that one last match with him probably, yeah. you know, besides undertaker, um, over this last, the second half of his career, you know, undertaker and triple H, I guess, uh, Jericho yeah, take- would be the, the one guy, you know, you associate yep. that most with. So it's cool. He gets to have yeah. one, one more time with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those three guys pretty much since 02 have just had his best matches, you know, so really, really good stuff. And so, yeah, really, I'm really glad that they got to have this one last, you know, match. Um, so anyway, the match is good. Go watch it. Sean blocks a lion Salt goes up for an elbow. He connects tunes with the band, but then Jericho rolls out of the ring and just walks away and loses by count out. So, um, you know, doesn't want to take the pinfall here and he could do that. He's a heel when edge comes out and text Jericho and is what it is. But You know, gives him a spear, but, you know, it's a fun little match to go back and watch just because it is, you know, one of his last Raw matches, so, and it's against a great opponent.
0: It is, man. It's worth going back uh, to check out just for that, and uh, this episode of SmackDown is worth going to check out for a unique match here on March 19th, 2010. Yeah, uh, we uh, get a brief look at the star that Vince McMahon has on the Walk of Fame that you got to see in person a few months ago
3: oh, yeah. Uh, before
0: the world shut down because uh, they're in L.A. tonight. And uh, the IC champ, Drew McIntyre, strolls into Teddy Long's office. We haven't heard from Teddy since he got super kicked by Shawn Michaels a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, so they've been doing this whole storyline with Drew McIntyre where he keeps losing match after match, but... Every week, Vince McMahon uh, negates and, and expunges those losses off of Drew McIntyre's record. So he's he's lost four or five matches, but he's still undefeated, technically, because those matches have not counted. So, cheap way to give him some heel heat here. Um, and he finally qualified for Money in the Bank after losing week after week. Uh, Vince McMahon just gave him a jobber to go out there and beat for him to qualify for Money in the Bank. And... Teddy talks about, yeah, that's great. You're undefeated. That's so impressive. But I've been thinking about your undefeated streak. And, you know, there's another undefeated streak that's very famous. The Undertaker's at WrestleMania. And Drew tries to say, oh, Mr. McMahon wouldn't want me to compete this close to WrestleMania. And Teddy says,
2: Well, Drew, when you walked into my office, I was on the phone trying to contact Mr. McMahon. But all I got was his voicemail. So tonight... You're going to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker. You used to be
0: your buddies, man. You heard me. Ha,
2: so that's our main
0: event tonight. Um, we do get a rundown of the WrestleMania card with uh, an interesting theme song, a great song. Uh, one of my favorite underrated bands, Audio Slave. Yeah. Uh, Be Yourself is the uh, theme song here. Um, like four years after the song? What, yeah, I think.
1: That was on their second album. Right. Out of exile. And that's right. yeah, that came out in 06. So yeah. Weird. But yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm it's more recent than ACDC, but uh, That's true. <laughs> that's relatively new for WWE standards, but yeah. Uh, anyway, this Taker McIntyre match is the main event. Uh, unfortunately non-title. Undertaker just can't get those big card titles, man. <laughs> And it's just a really interesting match to watch back here ten years later. Uh, Drew McIntyre, yeah. it's about a hundred pounds smaller. <laughs> he just looks like a <laughs> still little a big kid. Guy, yeah, he's still big. Doubt, though. Um, Undertaker interestingly comes out first, and then McIntyre gets to walk out, and he gets to look like a star, man. Quite honestly, Whoa, yeah. he gets, um, man, he. Has one of my favorite entrance themes of all time, as opposed to Show Miz, the worst entrance of all time. So he gets that. He's got this aura about him as he walks up to the ring. He doesn't really look intimidated at all by the phenom. And you could see why the company saw a lot in him in these early Mm -hmm. days. And this is cool that these two guys get to face uh, off face to face with each other. And of course, we'll talk about them in a tag team match against each other in 2019. Um, which is, as of now, The Undertaker's last time in a wrestling ring. Uh, not his last match, but his last one right. inside a ring for now. Uh, but this is a squash right here. Straight up, Undertaker squashes Drew. Oh, yeah. Drew gets a couple punches and kicks in, but Taker choke slams and gives Drew a big old tombstone for good measure as he tunes up for WrestleMania. Which is, uh, you know... It is what it is heading into WrestleMania, but uh, uh, and it's a it's how you get rid of Drew's quote unquote undefeated streak, you know.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I do know I never know what they were doing with Drew back then. I remember being a big fan of his and especially his music. But you know, I guess if you're anyway's going to defeat you for your undefeated streak and give you your first loss, why not it be someone incredible like the Undertaker?
0: Absolutely, so. no shame in that. Yeah. Um, not
1: Michael Tarver or something. From <laughs>
0: Well, uh, Taker heads up the aisle, and he turns his head towards the WrestleMania sign. And as he does that, Shawn Michaels sneaks onto the stage. And as you're watching, you're getting flashbacks to the build to WrestleMania 25. But Taker has learned from last year. And he turns around and sees Shawn Michaels before he gets the kickoff. And he goozles Shawn, picks him up for a tombstone. But Shawn does get the upper hand here. He wiggles out, connects with the sweet chin music. And he's back into old Shawn Michaels form here. He mocks Taker's pose, he gives him a few yeah. crotch chops, gets in his face, yells to him, you're done. And then does the fist raise up, uh, looking mm-hmm. over his shoulder towards Undertaker. So uh, back to that old side of Shawn Michaels here with just um, uh, just nine days to go before WrestleMania at this point.
1: Yeah, and like I said just defiant and arrogant and you know showing he's got the upper hand. So it's going to take us to Raw. This is uh, March 22nd. It's time to go home. To go home show for WrestleMania. So this is it and way to open the show up with your biggest match. Uh Shawn opens the show. So he's he's not somber and serious like he has been. He's kind of come out in old sexy boy Shawn Michaels mode here. He's and this is going to be technically his last raw as mm. an active competitor so um he got a smile time, back tonight he, yeah he found his smile that <laughs> super kick on smackdown picked it up off taker's face so anyway <laughs> he gained got some pep in his step and michael cole's wondering you know is this the last raw that he'll be part of as we you know see a replay from smackdown and uh sean gets on the microphone he's like "Ooh, i got this feeling i got a feeling this is the same feeling that
2: I had back in January of 1992, right before I threw Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window. It's the same feeling I had back in March of 1996, before I beat Bret Hart for the WWE Championship. And it is the exact same feeling I had last week, right before I kicked The Undertaker's Teeth down his throat. It is the feeling that I can
1: do absolutely anything. And by anything, I mean beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania. So he's confident here. He's cocky, he's brash. It's good, man. And, you know, he says, you know, it, it could just be a coincidence, but there's also a new DVD out called My Journey. So anytime. Sean can chill some DVDs. DX going to chill. Exactly. Man. exactly. DX going to chill. DX, DX, DX going to chill. So he he chills <laughs> his new DVD called My Journey but he says, "You know I got some news for you. Make some space on that DVD rack right? cuz you're about to get Volume 2. Yeah. This is only the beginning." Um says after WrestleMania I'll no longer be known as the headliner, the showstopper, the main event, the heartbreak kid, the co-founder of DX. I mean no may no longer even be known as Shawn Michaels, I will forever be remembered as the one and only man who ended the Undertaker's WrestleMania undefeated streak. Dead man, in six days, you are going to... Boom, we get the gong interrupts him, and we get a highlight video highlighting Shawn's career, which is also, I you know, as you pointed out in your notes, know, a great ad for his TV.
0: A journey, little bit, so, yep.
1: Yeah, a little bit, but it's, it, it goes through... You know, day one in WWE goes through his time with the Rockers, his singles run, his Royal Rumble win, the, the boyhood dream come to life, DX, his return, winning his first Elimination Chamber, the epic matches he's had recently against Flair, Angle, uh, Taker, and then it shows him on the mat, and Taker's voiceover says, "Shawn Michaels' career will rest in peace. And we see a cool graphic, and it says, you know, Shawn Michaels' career, 1985 and 2010. So... Pretty cool. I guess Taker's got a oh, buddy yeah. in the production truck there. No, so <laughs> nah, man. That's what out, he does like in his Mark spare time. Henry, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Randy Orton's playbook. So pretty, pretty cool. But again, Sean, this doesn't sit well with him. So he challenges Taker to come out and intimidate him to his face instead of just you know virtually. So, But instead, we get a guest host. And I will speak of this one for the second week in a row here because it's not quite a Sean Michaels, but it is a – Should be MLB Hall of Famer. Is he in there by now? I know he wasn't back then, but. No, sir. Pete Rose. How about it? How about it? We hadn't said Pete Rose's name on here in a while, but. Oh, man. He he comes out, and I tell you what, man, this is the opposite of the guy we had back in (laughs) 1999. This guy has got no charisma. Nothing. I, he's just he's struggling to remember his lines. Oh, he, I think man, he's got
0: two sentences he has to say, and yeah. he has a really hard time hey, yeah. Him, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's dying here, man. It sucks to see because he we know he is so flamboyant. He he fits wrestling just perfectly. I mean he. Him and what Donald Trump like that, as far as like celebrity like they fit so well <laughs> sure. in wrestling because they're just brash and over the top characters. But anyway, he you know he he wishes Shawn good luck at WrestleMania and says you know you're the right man to end that streak. And he tells Shawn he wants him to compete tonight against Kane. It's going to be the same stipulations as WrestleMania, which made me think <laughs> like wait a minute. If Kane wins, Taker's career... I mean, Sean's career is over. But if Sean wins and Taker's defeated streak is, or undefeated streak is over... That doesn't <laughs> like, seem fair. That does not seem fair at all to give that away six days early. But no, what he meant was that it's no DQ, no count now. Right. So yes. Glad he clarified there. Um, but anyway, he says, you know, I want someone to get revenge on Kane for all those things he's put me through over the years. So Sean's like, you know what, Pete? I'll get revenge for you and for myself. And then Pete says... Good luck and have a great night. Go get him! <laughs> it's like it's so, it's so like 1953 acting and bless his heart.
0: You know his uh, performance sucks here, but it's a nice little story with uh, yes. tie, oh, a ties in the guest host, and it's a great way to have uh, one last build for. Yeah, what better way to build to this than to have Sean against uh, Undertaker's brother. Man, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and Pete Rose wishes Sean luck backstage again, and as he's going to face Kane and his very last Raw match here. Right. So, um, you know, that's that would have been a, a trivia question. I would have failed. If you just said, what was Shawn's very last Raw yeah. match, I wouldn't. I probably yeah. would have said the Jericho one because I remembered that one. I would not have said Kane. Um, that seems like an odd one to go out on, you know. But I mean, it, it, it It works with the Taker storyline, obviously. But, like, as far as just your legacy you leave behind, like, kind of weird that he went out with, you know, Kane is his last official – Match on Raw. So I would have definitely blown that as a trivia question.
0: Do you remember who he faced in his first
1: Raw match on the first episode of Raw? Kane. No. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been been neat. That would have been Uh, cool. Sean's first match on Raw in 93? Yep, on the first episode. I believe it's the first. I think it's the first match, match, isn't it? Yeah. I can't remember what who it was though. Max Moon. Max Moon. There you go. (laughs) Is that Conan Max Moon or the No? I think it's Paul
0: Diamond. But uh, okay. A man who has taken a picture with someone wearing a Talking Taker Taker Easy shirt. Yes. (laughs) Thanks (laughs) to Jeremy Bagley. That's right.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, anyway, let's just wrap this up here. So, basically. Sean's using some new. He's using like the crossface and the ankle lock. He's bringing out some submissions because he can use those on Sunday and get Taker to tap. So, which we know doesn't really happen, but he's going to do everything he can because his career's on the line. So, commentary's like, "Is he going to use these against Taker, or is he have something bigger and better up his arsenal?" Basically, saying these these suck. I guess so, these aren't going to get the trick done. You got to do something bigger, and better. But, <laughs> finally, gets ready to, to tune the band up. Gong hits. The lights go out. The lights come back up, Kane has disappeared, and Undertaker is in the ring. He goozles Shawn and just chokeslams him, big old chokeslam. The lights go back out for a few seconds, the gong hits, the lights come back up, Taker's disappeared, and Kane is standing in the ring, and he covers Shawn for a huge near-fall here. But it was not the end of the match, so I like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yep.
1: Shawn's able to get back up, hit the sweet chin music, and cover Kane to defeat the Undertaker's baby brother just six days before he takes him on, so... And the King says, you know, well, with that being said, I think Sean's going to defeat Taker on Sunday. So, uh, that's all it took to convince Kane. <laughs> so, I mean, to convince <laughs> King. He's well, there. That, he's, he's defeated Kane. He's so. bought in. Yep. But I wanted to type a loose end here from Pete Rose and Kane because we're not done quite with Kane. Kane just shrugs us off this loss. And backstage, Christian and Pete Rose are chatting, which I love to be a flounder wall in that conversation. I know. Show me the behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christian. And hearing him talk to Pete Rose would be fantastic. But... You know, Peter Rose is celebrating. You know about finally getting his revenge on Kane, and he um, he opens the door to his locker room, and when he does, like this red light comes shining out, and Kane's music is playing, and Kane grabs him by like the lapels of his shirt, and he says. This drags him into the <laughs> locker room we hear some like cheesy sound effects of like punches and kicks and it's so cheesy but i love just the you know the button on the storyline there it's great
0: one of the best uh running storylines in wwe history is the Kane cane yeah 12 years this
1: point,
0: going strong uh well that really mainly does it here uh that's the go home raw a couple Things from SmackDown on March 26th, 2010. Uh, It's one of those episodes that they did for a few years where it's Mm -hmm. live from WrestleMania Access. Uh, Cole and King, I think, are up there. uh, And they're hyping up. Uh, The WrestleMania card, there's a couple of matches on SmackDown that are pre-taped, but um, you do see some of the Undertaker graveyard set up at WrestleMania Access, which we'll talk about next year when we get to visit it in person at WrestleMania Uh 27, one of the highlights, even before we were doing an Undertaker podcast. That was a fun thing to walk through, and there's even a freshly dug grave with a headstone already in place for Shawn Michaels. Really nice touch. Uh
1: yeah, I loved seeing that. That was that was a really, really cool touch, man.
0: And then we get another cool video package for Sean and Taker. I've uh, got guys like Jericho, Big Show, Punk, Triple H all talking about their predictions for the match. And in another nod to next year's WrestleMania, yeah. it is set to Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. And, of course, that's edited off the network, but you can go back and find it on YouTube. So, uh, two excellent video packages set
1: yeah. up this WrestleMania. Absolutely. You know, you usually just get one, but this one has two different unique ones, so I love that. So and I remember this one uh, more, a little more vividly than I remembered the other one, but uh, they're both great, man. Both fantastic.
0: Well, that takes us to what we're here to talk about tonight, WrestleMania 26th, March 28th. 2010, University of Phoenix Stadium, Glendale, Arizona. Uh, we were not there live, uh, definitely not, but we did watch it live together. Uh, had yeah. a great big party at uh our buddy josh's house we've mentioned him on the show quite a bit mentioned him last week Uh, he had an apartment in the home of aj styles not literally not his home but uh (laughs) he did have a garage uh, apartment at somebody's house in gainesville georgia yes his hometown so uh you and your wife jenny were there our buddy chuck our buddy jay our buddy ian uh all gathered together there in gainesville man what a fun night
1: fun night man we were treated to we got to josh's house and he's like you guys want some cookies yeah you made some cookies and he goes and opens his oven and he's got a pack of oreos in there. Wait, 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 that's not what happened that's not what happened (laughs) all right tell us Uh, no 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 no. when he got there earlier
0: jay was just looking around the apartment and he opened up the oven and there was an open container of oreos (laughs) that josh was using his oven as his pantry i guess oh, that's or, what it was. or had yeah. drunkenly left them there in the middle of the night i don't know but <laughs> that's right
1: jay was snooping freshly that's right. cooked <laughs> oreos <laughs> that's right. it's like yeah you guys want some cookies like i mean yeah. seriously i mean who keeps cookies in the oven like that <laughs> it's, just, it's
0: a long-running joke God. for us yeah. yes uh, I drove in with a couple of those guys and brought a six-foot sub all the way from Augusta from our WrestleMania party tradition of Baldino's uh, local sub shop here and also uh, Brought a tub of spaghetti which is on their menu literally. It's called a tub of spaghetti. It's like a giant plastic tub full of spaghetti and meatballs, so we had the food all lined up and yeah.
1: Yeah, we did. And I think some, a couple of us had eaten Chipotle or something earlier in the day, and it became an issue or somehow. I think Chuck got upset or something because he, he thought he, Probably. he, he wasn't going to eat your food or something, and we're just messing with him basically. But like, I remember wow. the tubs spaghetti. I'm not going to lie; I was not impressed with the tubs spaghetti, <laughs> but always love, always love a six foot sub from Baldino's. It, it all got eaten, every last minute. Oh yeah, I wasn't any food without question. <laughs> it did, man. And not only that, we played. Uh, the Settlements of Catan, the board game, mm. so uh, yes, really we it was really, fun. It's my first introduction to that game. Uh, it was really, really fun to play that uh, during the show and, and uh, before the show, and, well, yeah, kind of throughout the show, too, but it was really, fun. And again, as I mentioned earlier, this is my wife's first WrestleMania viewing experience, so I mentioned on here she couldn't possibly care less about wrestling. Uh, <laughs> back then, she probably cared a little more because we were freshly married, so, you know, you're into everything your husband's into. Press her heart, she tried. She was just there for the camaraderie and the fresh baked cookies. But That's anyway, right. she was owning us in Catan. Um,
0: Man, we had a, quite the Catan obsession going on there for a couple of years, yeah. our, our group of friends. And we would play it every week during Raw. You know, it's, it's, It oftentimes was more about playing Catan than it was watching Raw, but uh, those usually went hand in hand. And, you know, we uh, played a lot of games of that as this show was going on. Uh, drinking a lot of cheer wine throughout the night, of course. But i tell you what, we made sure all of that stuff ended by the time this match started. I know me and you, we took it more seriously yep. than anybody. So we made sure everybody sure. shut up. We made sure we were yep. right there in place for this match, which was the main event of the evening.
1: Yeah, man. Really, really cool. Like I said, the main event. And again usually we talked about this on here before like usually as a traditionalist i really believe that wwe or world title match goes on last but I mean, it's just, it's the championship it's the crowning of whoever it is but like there are special circumstances where it's totally worth it to make sure something else headlines and this if there's ever one, this was a night you know like this rock hogan could have probably gone on last and been just fine or else 18 you know but there are certain circumstances where it's fine and this is absolutely one and because again it doesn't get any bigger stakes than this, man. It's a man's career versus the undefeated streak of the Undertaker. High, high stakes. Titles can be won and lost in a in three seconds. This is a career versus an undefeated streak. He spent seventeen years building. So a lot of high stakes here it really puts, um, a, you know, a bigger spin on this match. It separates it from twenty five. 25, it, it adds a different little thing. Again, we'll talk later on about which one's better in our opinion or not, but you know, it does set it apart a little bit because it has some high stakes here. So, Good I stuff. love the
0: way you put that because absolutely, the world title is going to be on the line every year. At exactly. This is the streak, which is one of a kind, and Shawn Michaels' career, which is one of a yeah. kind, and one of those is going to end forever on this night. That's a great way to illustrate that. And you know, especially after last year, nobody wants to follow these guys (laughs) either. (laughs) You know, uh, they they have made that clear, so they have earned the right to go on last
1: uh, on this night. Triple H, Vince's favorite son. <laughs> Disney want to go on nope. after this. It's like, it's like I'm done. Nope. I can't follow these guys. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: Especially not with Sheamus <laughs> on this night. But uh. yeah. <laughs> it is a, it's a good WrestleMania card. Uh, Cena and Batista have a good match. Jericho and Edge have a finally, good match. finally a
1: WrestleMania match. It's yes. crazy. Yeah. Eight years in like the making, like of them debuting. It's just crazy. It took them that long to have one. You know, there are guys that blow my mind and never had a WrestleMania match, like Orton and Cena. I've right. never had a WrestleMania match. They've wrestled 695 times. They've never wrestled at WrestleMania. Triple oh, H and Shawn, and Cena. Triple H and Shawn blows my mind. Yeah, I never have one. You know. Anyway, we'll keep going. <laughs> no, the,
0: that's all the uh, podcast. The Shield that should have been a WrestleMania match. You know, oh, like the three. Shield yeah, three right? Yeah, yeah. Like we said, this is the main event of the night. We got our pay per view commentary team. Which these days is Michael Cole, Jerry the King, Lawler, and for his first WrestleMania, Matt Stryker. Dadgum. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I remember, you know, us both at the time, too, being like, you know, I wish JR could have called this, you know, especially now in hindsight, knowing that it is the last match, you know, of Shawn's, well, his last real match of his career. Um, You know, it just kind of is a shame. Because JR would call Taker's last match, you know, uh, well, what we thought was his last match, at, you know, right. with Roman right. Reigns. So, yeah. you know, uh, it would have been nice to have heard that. But instead, we got a healthy scoop of Matt Stryker. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, he's not, he's not too terrible tonight. He's kind of reined it in a little bit on this evening. So I kind of blocked him out. Uh, for this match, yeah. for the most part, thankfully. But, Me, uh, too. Me too. Sean's going to come out first, as Justin Roberts reminds us. This match can only be won by pinfall and submission. No DQ, no count out. And, you know, this is not the big, crazy interest that Sean had no. last year. Uh, he is more cal- cool, calm, and collected. He does his prayer on the way to the ring. He still does his posing in pyro. But it is uh, more subdued and more serious Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah, it is, and he's. um, When you go back and watch it now, knowing that it's his last night, you can kind of see it from Jump Street here, him the way he's coming out. Um, It's just you know, he's just taking it all in for one last time. What he believes is one last, which it is. It is his last WrestleMania. He had one more match, but like this is this really is his last WrestleMania, his last grand stage like this. So you can see him taking it in. But um, he does – we do get introduced to something that will become a WrestleMania staple for a few years after this. This this crazy video cylinder that, like, comes down from the, the roof. I think right. the next year we got we got a cube in WrestleMania 27, we the cube,
0: right?
1: yeah. Yeah, well, here we get the cylinder. So all kinds of different geometric shapes here. But, you know, Sean's doing his pose in the ring. He didn't even get pyro when he gets in the ring either, like when he does his little, you know, Shawn Michaels, you know, show him biceps. But uh, he gets that crazy cylinder above his head, so. And uh, King uh, says that every fan he's run into this week says that they're here to see this match. So King's polling the fans, I guess, dude. The entrance (laughs) polls. What are you here to see? And everybody says this match, right here. I know that we were too.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's making that up. Um. No. As the dead man makes his entrance. He doesn't make Sean wait too long. Um, Much like last year, he's going to ascend up through the stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year's a little different. We get a little uh, Stone Mountain laser light show uh, going (laughs) off around Undertaker as he comes up. He's rocking the sleeveless robe tonight.
1: He gets the lasers at WrestleMania uh, 36 as well. How about that?
0: How about it? How How about about it? it? (laughs) (laughs) just Uh, thought about that. (laughs) 10 years later. <laughs> there you go. Smoke and flames kind of erupting up all over this giant WrestleMania stage. And I did appreciate all of the announcers. All three of them really lay out here for Undertaker's entrance. Yep. I'm sure that was very hard for Matt Stryker to stop <laughs> talking.
1: Um, <laughs> if they just show the announcers, I bet King had his hand over his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just muted his mic or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was a great touch because again, this is the last hurrah for these guys. And, uh, Sean is just kind of somberly looking at Taker as he walks in. Like I said, nobody's talking. And then finally, Justin Roberts breaks the silence as Taker gets to ringside, basically. So he's like announcing The Undertaker, and Taker raises the lights and gets in the ring. And Cole says, you know, all good things must come to an end. It's either going to be Shawn Michaels' career or The Undertaker's undefeated streak. So again, really just putting that those stakes on this match. So setting it apart from last year. So he says... That, Cole says to, that Taker's streak has consisted, up to this point, 10 former world champions, which mm. I don't think that's something that we've pointed out at this point in our, right, yeah. uh, in our run here at Talking Taker. So, um, but Sean is not even reacting. That, that's his reaction. He's not reacting. He's not intimidated. He's not scared. He's got all confidence with him that he is going to defeat this uh, dead man tonight. So I really like that little nuance of his character too.
0: Excellent. Both these guys face off to the cheers of the Phoenix crowd and they let it soak in for a few seconds here. Sean does the throat slash up an mm. Undertaker's face, so so good, and that riles Undertaker up. He backs into the corner oh, yeah. and he's got his fist up. He's ready for Charles Robinson to ring the bell, and he does. As these two guys uh, go, uh, you know, they, they get this thing started. They take turns trading shots in the corner. Uh, Takers throws Sean into the corner for a Ric Flair style bump. <laughs> Gives him a big boot, big splash into the corner. Undertaker tries for Old School, but Sean yanks him back down. Uh, Undertaker fights back, and he does connect with Old School, but here's the story of the match right here in the first minute or so as he yanks Taker down. Um, or as Taker does, he does connect with the old school, but he appears to tweak either his knee or his ankle as he hits the ground. And I remember watching it live. I thought this was a shoot and I was just like, yeah. Oh no, no, they, this is yeah, giant match and he's <laughs> hurt. Oh my God. No, no, not, not like this.
1: Well, cause we, you know, rewind a year. We had seen him, you know, do the flying cow into deuce or domino or whatever. And like, <laughs> he almost knocked, almost killed himself like and, and he still wrestled another 10 minutes or whatever it was 15 minutes but like same thought went through our mind here like oh crap like and it, it we both bit on this man like dang it his leg but um you know it's his left leg which usually in wrestling is you know that's the leg you work generally or the body the side of the body you work so and he freaking
0: sells it for the next 25 the minutes man oh yeah
1: absolutely which is great you know and it's, it, it again it's that's the story of the rest of the match with Sean, is trying to take this leg out. So Taker goozles Sean, but he blocks it with a kick to the leg. And then he kicks the leg over and over and over again. And finally, Taker gets in control. Goes for an early, really early tombstone, but Sean's going to reverse out and try to get a uh, Taker into a crossface. Taker's going to reverse out of that and goozle Sean, but Sean's going to block it. So he's really learned from last year. And then Taker's going to wrench to arm again, and Sean reverses out of that and goes for sweet chin music. But Taker kind of backs the way. So Sean doesn't get it, but they're really going for their big moves early on here in the match, which is pretty cool to see.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Sean goes after that knee here with just repeated kicks over and over and over again to the left knee of Undertaker. He backs Undertaker into the corner, continues working it over. Uh, but Undertaker's fighting back the entire way. He, um, he uppercuts Sean, hits some punches, but Sean's able to stop him again with another kick to the leg. Uh, Undertaker recovers a little bit, clotheslines Sean out of the ring, and Undertaker considers another big dive <laughs> like last year. He runs back to the ropes, but Sean has scouted him. They're playing into last year's match. Yep. Sean runs back into the ring and sp- Kind of spears Undertaker into that injured knee. Uh, yep. Interesting way to take him down.
1: Yeah, but you know, he's desperate. He's going to do whatever he can to, to get that win here. So he goes for a figure four on Taker, but Taker just kicks him straight out of the ring. So I'm just really showing his power here. Uh, Taker goes to the outside and picks Sean up like a bear hug and drives his back into the ring post. And uh, he falls. Taker falls and starts selling his leg, you know, as if he's injured. And they mentioned how Sean's back issues cost him four years of his career, but this is one. This is my one drawback to this match: is how does no one mention that it was in the match with Taker? Like that would have been so poetic. Like it was a casket match in January of nineteen ninety-eight that he broke his back and Taker nearly ended his career. You know, he took four year and a half years off before he came out. Like, I just thought that would have been mm, just the, the, the icing on the cake right there for the rest of this match. But yeah. it is what and I, I'm not taking anything away from it. They did a great story, but like that would have been one more little cherry on top, you know.
0: Nah, man, Cole Cole usually catches stuff like that. He, he usually does bring yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing that he wouldn't bring that up because that's a great, um, great thing to bring up in this. Great way to tie this in even more to their history with each other here.
1: But,
0: yeah, uh, Undertaker he goes on to hit that apron leg drop, but of course he collapses afterward because he lands on the left leg and. Um, Too much pain in his leg from landing on it there. Uh, He gets back in the ring and Sean is able to take him down. He does lock in that figure four, which is a nod to, of course, the man that Sean retired Mm -hmm. two years ago uh, at WrestleMania, Ric Flair, obviously. Undertaker really selling it here. Man, you rarely see him sell this much. He is writhing in pain. He keeps trying to sit up, but uh, Sean keeps wrenching it in and he goes down and Undertaker finally is able to flip it over and reverse the pressure and make Sean break the hole.
1: Exactly. And like you said, just seeing the amount of selling from Taker uh, when he's in this submissions or it's just, it's really unprecedented when he's the undertaker, not the biker taker character like that. He sold a little more, but like when he's, you know, the dead man, he doesn't really sell this much. So it's really, uh, you know, he's got the right opponent to sell for. So, Sean's chopping him. Taker's punching. They're kind of trading back and forth. Sean's kicking him in the leg, trying to kick his leg out from his leg. Sean ducks a punch, chops away on Taker's chest, which is probably still, still a little bit sealy <laughs> yes. from the flame <laughs> flame it went through last month. But of course, every time he top, chops Taker's chest, the crowd's woo again. Just a throwback two years ago, uh, or two yeah two years ago at WrestleMania with with the Ric Flair match. Sean hits a diving forearm, then kips up. But when he does, Taker's right up and just goozles him and then hits a choke slam right there. Just great, great spot to you know, youth, we're conditioned to see these spots coming in matches and we know what's next, we know what's next. No, they 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 cut they cut us short and they make us second guess what's happening because you don't ever see Sean kip up after that forearm and then just get eaten with a big move like that. So it's exactly. pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff.
0: Of course, that's only going to get a two-count, though. Uh, Taker attempts a tombstone, but Sean crawls out of it and locks in an ankle lock. So another sort of a nod, a subtle nod to another WrestleMania opponent, Mm -hmm. Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. And Sean even does what Kurt used to do and falls back and locks in that leg leg vice for a little increased pressure. Taker is just riding in pain again, but he uses his other leg to boot Sean in the face a few times to get out of the hold, which is a nice way to get out of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both guys back up. Sean clotheslines Undertaker out of the ring, uh, but Sean is able to hold on to the ropes, and he gets back up and hits an acai moonsault, but Taker catches him. With a tombstone onto the floor, which is a throwback to one of his WrestleMania matches with Jake the Snake Roberts back at WrestleMania 8 right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something desperate. You don't see that a lot from Undertaker, a tombstone that's on the outside. Huge. you know? huge. Yeah, so, yeah, deadly. Really showing desperation. And Shawn looks dead on the outside. <laughs> he's just laying there like he's been shot with a you know gun in the chest so it's crazy the wwe doctor i guess dr amand comes down to check on sean and uh, taker actually throws him aside and rolls sean in the ring to try to capitalize and cover him for a near fall here so really really close to near fall there
0: undertaker uh he goes for a last ride here so another finisher is gonna try to bust out and sean um a little bit sloppy, but uh, he kind of kind of turns it into an X-Factor as Undertaker's leg gives out here, uh, but it works. It's it's a counter into that, and Sean goes for a cover there and gets two, uh, great near fall, as Michael Cole's pointing out that the Undertaker's leg is given out, his, his knees give up. Uh, Sean goes up top for another elbow drop, but Taker gets his knees up this time.
1: Oh yeah, he studied the tape. He knows what it's like. He gets his mm-hmm. knees up. Sean just writhes in pain like he's hit the ribs. Taker just immediately locks in Hell's Gate here. But Sean, he's also been studying the tape, so he quickly flips it over into a pinfall attempt and a really, really unique reversal that I don't remember. I think like maybe one or two other people have tried that before, but not many people um, mm-hmm. because yeah. usually it gets the person out immediately. But exactly. you know. And Matt Stryker even says on commentary, I've been in that move, and you pass out immediately, which when Taker first started this, he was um, with Big Daddy V is when he was, he was kind of feuding ah, with him,
2: right.
3: and
1: Matt Stryker was like his handler, you know, and he got put in that move and was bleeding from the mouth. So nice little callback to history there with Matt Stryker. So kudos to you, Stryker. We'll, we'll give you a star. <laughs> just for, star.
0: for tonight only,
1: yes. <laughs> well no, but... yeah, it's just temporary. <laughs>
0: Both guys back up to their feet. Sean hits Sweet Chant Music out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. It's a cover near fall. Uh, he starts trying to tune up the band again, but Undertaker blocks it. And this time, Taker connects with a big last ride and a two count again. And this crowd is along for the ride at this point, man. They are Counting one, two, oh! Every near fall, they're gasping oh, yeah. with every kick out. They have bought in to this match at this point.
1: And I just remember us uh, sitting there in Josh's apartment, just like just enthralled by what was happening at this point. Just the the near falls, the drama. Like I really don't know, like sean could lose this match or like taker could lose this match because he's the career on the line it's just a streak sean could win it and it would make sense it's sean michaels he's the best there is you know like, he could be the one to defeat it like we were just so like what are they gonna do here you know because you right. can't call it i mean that's part of the fun of this match so taker pulls himself up and uh kind of starts kicking his own leg out like just kind of getting trying to get the blood flowing into it and he's frustrated and he throws sean over the top rope toward the announce tables and Gets that announce table ready for deletion here. So he's banging on his leg to get the feeling back, and then Taker says, I'm going to end this thing right here, right now. And he gets Sean for the last ride through a table is what he's trying. So Sean's going to flip out, and Taker turns around, and Sean hits another sweet chin music. Straight on the chin, Taker lands on the announce table. Huge pop from Phoenix. And then we're going to get the big, big move of the match here.
0: Well, thankfully the table didn't break right there. That would just oh god! Sean crawls his way up to the top rope, and moonsaults Undertaker through the announce table here. Huge, huge moment. Uh, Both guys are wrecked. They both sell it for a long, long time here on the outside both just writhing in pain. Uh, Shawn Michaels kind of bounces up for a second with yep. adrenaline, but then kind of falls down again uh, as we see some replays. And uh, Shawn finally gets Undertaker back in the ring. Undertaker is like flailing all over the place. He's kind of swinging at the air and flopping down. And uh, Shawn cues up for another sweet chin of music. Undertaker slides out of the way, chokeslam Undertaker gets Sean up for the tombstone, connects, wraps his arms across classic cover. One, two, kick out. No oh, one can man. believe it.
1: That was, thought that was it, man. Thought that was it. And Taker sells this like he can't believe it either. It's not uh, the bug-eye face with the zoom in like last year's, but it's <laughs> it's just he cannot believe it. And, there's not a soul sitting down in this arena at this point. Everybody's on their feet. Taker looks angry with himself. And I just wrote my notes, this is the most emotional that I've seen Taker in a match since he came back as a dead man at Definitely. WrestleMania 20. Like, yeah. Again, we've seen this as the biker Taker. We've seen it a little bit as the end of the ministry days Taker where he was kind of beginning to go to biker Taker. But this is the most emotion he's ever shown since '04. man you agree with that?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Both these guys, the, the emotion written on their face, the performances here, it's it's real. 20 years yeah. of, of story being told right here.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. So Sean is laying there yep. motionless on his back, and Taker looks over, and it is business time, baby. He pulls a straps <laughs> down, he goes for a throat slash, but he stops himself, and Sean pulls himself up on Taker's boots. And his tights, and Taker's, you know, he, Sean's just kind of really slowly pulling himself up. And Taker just looks down at him and he's like, stay down. Which, put that in your memory bank, ladies and gentlemen. That'll come into play in the next few years of WrestleMania. So, again, the way that these matches build upon each other is awesome. Phenomenal storytelling. Sean is about waist high, pulling himself up on Taker's tights. And looks up at Taker, and I want you to take it from here.
0: Sean does that throat slash that he did at the very beginning Mm -hmm. of the match as well. And Undertaker gets kind of frustrated. And then Sean slaps Undertaker Mm. in the face. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. You don't slap the Undertaker in the (laughs) face, man. And, you know,
1: I... Not a WrestleMania (laughs) Sunday.
0: Definitely not. Um, You know, I kind of read this as... (laughs) Sean, kind of asking Undertaker to put him down. Sean knows mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. over. Taker's kind of trying to show some restraint here, and Sean's just like, "Just end it, man. End it mm-hmm. right here." But he's defiant the whole way. To yeah. it's the the Sean Michaels, the cocky, the arrogant Sean Michaels we've known for uh, for throughout his career here. And ooh, Undertaker obliges, man. He gets that <laughs> yes, he angry look on his face. He Heaves Shawn Michaels up on his shoulders and hits a jumping Tombstone. We don't see that too often, but he mm-hmm. jumps up in the air, lands on those knees, gets the pin at 24 minutes, right on the dot. The Undertaker goes to 18 and 0 and Shawn Michaels' career is over for about 8 yeah. years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is over, man. as far as i'm concerned sean's career ended this night so yeah. um Taker collapses right next to sean you can i'm sure he's whispering something to him like their heads are right next to each other and it just yeah. it, it took me back to austin rock at wrestlemania 19 when you know that was not that was more obvious rock leans down and like pats on the chest and talks to him but like these guys have so much now they have respect for each other i mean <laughs> They didn't like each other much in Attitude Era. They're both going record saying that. you know They respected each other in the ring, but they just ran in different circles. And, you know, Taker thought all the things of Sean that everybody else thought of Sean. <laughs> but um, I just, you know, I, I, I don't want to know what they said to each other right here, but I, we could probably imagine what they said, you know. It's really, really, really cool just to see that. And then, because, again, you don't get a lot of that from The Undertaker. And um, even, like, again, the dude got lit on fire last week on <laughs> our podcast didn't break character but here he's you know you know not really uh visibly for everybody to see but if you pay attention you know he's breaking character and whispering something sweet nothings to sean's ear you know what i'm saying so pretty cool to see man
0: and he'll show his respect here uh more uh, more outgoing here as the show goes off the air as yeah um taker struggles to his feet he poses for a moment so we can get that big 18 and 0 graphic up on mm-hmm. the big screen fireworks erupt in the stadium outside the True, stadium, yeah. <laughs> all over the place and then undertaker walks over to sean's lifeless body he's been just down out cold selling this whole time and taker lifts him back up to his feet extends his hand to sean michaels and they pull in for a hug, which is something, you know, we've never seen throughout the history of the streak. We've seen nope. Undertaker do it, you know, in some other matches, very rarely to show that emotion, mm-hmm. but never in the history of WrestleMania. So that is just goes to show you that respect that they have for each
1: other. Absolutely. And again, that that hug will uh, come back to play in a couple years at WrestleMania. So, you know, Taker does what, you know, you're supposed to do on somebody's last night and there. He rolls out the ring and kind of leaves, and Sean stays in the ring and soaks in the, the chants in the crowd, and they're all bowing at him, and he just soaks in his final WrestleMania moment. And I just remember personally being spent after this roller coaster we have been taken on during this match. Just, like, again, if you would never watch wrestling, you don't get it. Like, it's – I understand, but, like, when you are invested in like we are, like, it's just – this was an emotional roller coaster. Again, this, these guys aren't just two guys having a, a spot fest or having a, you know, they're good hands in the ring line. They have decades worth of story built into this. So it really gives it a, a whole different feel. And um, it was tough to see Sean lose, but we definitely didn't want the streak to be broken either. So, you know, Sean wasn't uh, some young up and comer. He had his day in the sunlight, and I'm okay with him being done at this point, but.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, man. 20 years, uh, I think I've, I've said that a bunch throughout this episode. This is 20 years of Undertaker, 20 years of Shawn Michaels, yeah. their, these careers. You, you couldn't have this match. You couldn't have this emotion without who these guys have been over the past 20 years. You know, the two mainstays of WWE over 20 years, obviously Shawn yeah you know, out hurt for four years of that. But these are the two guys that never went anywhere. Never in WCW, never jumped ship. The two different icons of the WWE careers intertwined ever since that 1997 feud with each other. Always had five-star matches with each other, man. Every time they went out with each other. And... It's just so perfect, so emotional, uh, something that can probably never be replicated mm-hmm. again uh, in that same way. And you know, it's setting the stage for even more story to be told over the next few years, which is uh, something we didn't know back then. but uh, right. it's gonna be really cool to see how that
1: plays out. And they're both they're both two different. They're, they're like they're like the Jekyll and Hyde of Vince McMahon himself. Like <laughs> we we always hear the story. Like again, we never met Vincent Man, but like you always hear how much he like put up with Sean's crap in the nineties because
3: right
1: he saw himself in him that brash, young, arrogant go getter can do anything. But like how serious and I'm a businessman and smart business. Like he just like taker is you know like he just you know he, he's serious takes the business seriously so like it just. It's almost like two sides of the same coin events. Like I just kinda came to me right now as you were talking about that, like just them being there the whole time. So I don't know, it's just kinda kinda neat to think about and again, they both have great relationships with Vince, but they're two completely different guys, you know, like especially back in the nineties. But um they were like his number one and two though for, for quite a few years. Like you said, they never went anywhere and never wavered on him. So Sean threatened to probably right. and lost his smile on all Definitely. that. Anyway. But one, speaking of losing a smile, one funny thing here is when Sean leaves uh, up the ramp, he's trying to have a little fun here and he goes, I'm going to drop my kids nuts in three weeks. <laughs> I just thought that yeah. was a nice touch. So um, great, fantastic match. Two of the best to ever lace up a pair of boots. And um, to me personally, out of WrestleMania 25 and 26, I'm going to say take 25. If you say you know you can only pick one of those to watch again, I'm going to pick 25. And um, I, if anyone wants to make their argument for why 26 is better, I will not disagree with you. I can see on a certain night, and if you put it in a certain light and how this one has more stakes to it and everything, I understand why you might choose this one. Um, but for me personally, my opinion, 25 is the one that I, I would rather watch, and, and I really still hold in, in higher regard. Just because it was the first one at the WrestleMania of them two, the whole symbology of their entrances and all that stuff, the crazy spots, uh, just it was, and, and just how close Sean came to to ending the streak that night. It was just, it was just crazy. What about you?
0: I think this one. WrestleMania 26, all-time classic, no doubt about it. Yeah. No one would argue oh, yeah. that. I love how they played into the history of the last match. Yes. And this match is is very, very different from last year's, mm-hmm. using the knee injury with things. But yeah, it was no question for me either. WrestleMania yeah. 25 uh, beats this one. Um, I, I know there are some of our listeners who disagree, and I, I won't argue it. You know, it's right. it's, so, yeah. it, it's close. It's personal preference. But in my opinion, the WrestleMania 25 match is like one of, if not the best WWE match ever. Whereas this one is a all-time great match, but I I wouldn't put it in the in the top five, maybe top ten all time. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. But like I, the WrestleMania 25 one, no question, that's top three, maybe number one all-time WWE match. And this one. It's five stars, excellent, no doubt about it. But it's just not on that like top tippy top tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: there's no I insult
0: agree. to it, you know.
1: No, not at all. Like I said, if someone wants to say here the reasons I think this is better than twenty five, I'll probably say yeah, yeah, by all means. Like I understand, <laughs> like I, I get it. But like just again, personally, to me, I'll take twenty five over this. But you know, anyway, the, you wouldn't be wrong to pick this one. It's great, and again. Sean's last match. It's just, it's really, really cool. But go, do yourself a favor and go watch both of these. I mean, both watch For both sure. the clinics. Tell us what you think. You know, why is this one better? Why is the other one better? Whatever.
0: I think maybe it's we'll have subjective. to do. A, You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I think maybe we'll have to do a watch along with uh, both of these matches. Maybe like a back to back. Oh, can that'd be a fun bonus episode. That'd be a fun bonus yeah. episode. Yeah, maybe we'll yeah. have to do that. um well, we'll see about that. Where does The Undertaker go from here, though, after defeating Shawn Michaels, going to 18-0 at WrestleMania? I remember thinking back at this time, he's definitely, he's going to get the streak up to 20-0, and and that'll probably be it for him. You know, yeah. I, I could definitely see that. Um... Who knows? Who knows? Uh, little did we know how long his career would extend past this. Right. Another 10 years we got to get through here. <laughs> uh, but we're excited to do it. Uh, we will keep this podcast rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride of his career. Uh, his next matchup is going to be Night of Champions. Uh, So he's going to take a big, long break here uh, with a few appearances in between, but he'll come back to face Kane for the first of a three-match trilogy to close out 2010 No Holds Barred match with his brother Kane, reigniting that rivalry one last time. Uh, and then, of course, we'll get to the next part of this series with WrestleMania 27. Uh, that'll come up in just a few short weeks from now. But we're going to take a quick little detour here on next week's podcast. And we're going to experiment a little bit. We're going to do something we've never done before. It might work. It might not. might be a terrible episode. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it's something Travis and I kind of brainstormed about a few times. And um, we keep talking about it and think it could be a fun little detour. Uh, because it's actually going to be, um, not exactly, but around our three-year anniversary of doing this. Cannot believe it. Every week yeah. for three years, we've been talking Taker. Uh, so, just, we we won't hit a four-year anniversary. We'll, we'll be done by then. So, this is our last time to kind of celebrate and do something a little bit different. So, instead of talking about another Undertaker pay-per-view match, we're going to talk about All of the Undertaker pay-per-view matches, that didn't happen. We're going to do a little fantasy warfare, a little fantasy booking for some of the dream matches that we did not and will not ever cover on this show. So guys like Sting, you know, that's an obvious one. We'll talk about what might have happened had Undertaker faced Sting. uh, When should that have happened? What would that have looked like? Um, we'll probably, you know, we talked about Chris Jericho on the show and you mentioned him before we went on, Travis, you know, we talked about a little bit, his matches with Undertaker on TV. When should that have happened on pay-per-view? Like what could that have yeah. looked like had those two guys faced on pay-per-view? Andre the Giant. What would that have looked like had Undertaker and him been able to cross paths? And uh, Travis and I have both been brainstorming independently. We haven't told each other some of the guys that we want to bring up, but it'll be interesting to see where the crossover is, uh, what other people we've been thinking of. And we want to hear from you guys. Who are the dream opponents throughout his 30-year career that The Undertaker never got to face off with? Whether it's in WWE, WCW, ECW, Japan, uh, guys in NXT today that you think would have made a perfect opponent for Undertaker in his prime. Let your imagination go wild and hit us up. Uh, We'd love to hear from you on this one
1: absolutely absolutely I'm looking forward to that and yeah it's funny three years so my son just turned four my middle child so he's one when we started this I've had another child since we did that so we've had, yeah it's crazy man crazy crazy also occurred to me when you were talking about the matches we have coming up that 2010 was like the year that we go back to '97, we got Shawn Michaels, is, we in got a lot of Kane. Ways. <laughs> The next year, WrestleMania is is Triple H. Like we're just gonna go back to '97, '98. <laughs>
0: Time is a flat <laughs> just, circle, my friend. Exactly.
1: Uh, anyway.
0: Well, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Talking Taker. Hit us up with your dream Undertaker opponents, and we will talk about them all next week. A very special, very different episode as we fantasy book some pay-per-view matches that never happened with The Undertaker. And in two weeks, we'll get back to our timeline. Of course, if you want some more bonus content, we were recently on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Travis and I joined up with Mike and JV yet again for a watch-along for the Backlash and Insurrection 2001 main events, which were uh, very fun, very similar matches. Uh, But we had had a blast talking with those guys. We always do. Uh, Maybe one day we can all do it in person uh, when the world gets back to normal again. That would be very fun. But go check that out on their feed. And if you want more talk about all this WrestleMania stuff, the whole tetralogy, 25, 26, 27, and 28. We've got a bonus episode on our feed with me talking with St. Ridley Santos where we take a scholarly perspective. This is a college professor who has taught about these matches in his classes and he tells us the whole story, analyzes it, brings in Beowulf references. It's yes, a, sir. another very different uh, but nice supplement to these episodes. It'll get you ready for our next one with Triple H. And uh, Don't forget tpublic.com, pick up a t-shirt, pick up a mask, uh, help support the show if you can. Search for Talking Taker over there uh, and get that uh, sweet, sweet merch. And, uh, oh, man, I got to do people's comments on this mask. Yeah, I see one. uh,
1: While you're finding those, I see one on Facebook here. Um, So you posted some pictures of our Raw. We went to, we were talking about last week's episode, we were in, you guys come up to Nashville. So uh, you posted a picture of us in front of the uh, production truck that had Evan Bourne's face in the back. <laughs> yeah. Randy Turco, our buddy, left us a, a, a message on Facebook that said that he thought, he says, I thought I was the only one to mark out over the production trucks. I didn't get any truck <laughs> photos, but here's a snapshot of the dirt on my finger from touching them oh at my. No Way Out 2002 oh, in oh Milwaukee. So Randy too shy to take a picture of the truck itself, but he took a picture of his the dirt on his <laughs> finger. So that's hilarious. He's got a nice uh, black and white photo here, and he says he actually heard it was pronounced Milliwake, which is Algonquin for the Good Land. So thank you. For <laughs> <laughs> our English uh, speaking language. Was that you? Oh, yes. Yeah, you in the picture with with uh, Evan Bourne, I believe. So
0: he probably didn't wash yeah. that hand for like a week afterward.
1: No, probably
0: not. Well, we always love hearing from Randy. Uh, Of course, uh, Evan underscore John 97. uh, We always hear from him a lot as well. He said he watched this WrestleMania 26 when it happened. First time Undertaker had faced the same opponent two years in a row. And he thought 17 and one would become a reality. I know a lot of people did out there watching. Everything was built up perfectly for HBK to take the win and get redemption. Uh, at Morg Meat, one of my new favorite Twitter handles. Mm. <laughs> Morgan mm. Meat is his name. Uh, he said, These two had the best matches in WWE history and multiple times at that. The first Hell in a Cell, Ground Zero in your house before that. These two matches, two absolute professionals. You always knew were, you were going to get something special when these two faced off. Absolutely. Very uh, true. Randy did not go to this show, but he did tag his buddy Gene, Gene Siter. Uh, Sider. S- oh. Sider? N- not Snitsky. He's got a baby in his uh, picture. I hope he didn't punt it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but old Gene says, I remember thinking uh, that it would be, um, that Sean would be retired, like Flair was retired. Uh, and Gene tried to take the chair, you know, the pay per view chair. Yeah. But they would not let him through the airport with it. They would not let him take it on the plane. What Uh, a crock. So he said this airport must have enough uh, rust made chairs to fit a small gym. Yeah, they've (laughs) got to. they took a lot of pieces. I (laughs) mean, (laughs) seriously. And then finally, Princeton John said, great match. Don't think it was as great as the first one, but it was close. Still a fantastic match. These two have so much great chemistry. Also, this was me at the end of the match. And he's got a gif of The Miz almost in tears. So (laughs) uh, I know a lot of people in the crowd were crying. (laughs) I was close to it. Shawn Michaels, uh, probably my favorite wrestler of all time growing up. Um, Undertaker's taking his place uh, through doing this podcast. But at the time, (laughs) Shawn was my boy. And, uh, you know, it was definitely emotional to see him retire, but a uh, really cool moment. We got to see him going to the Hall of Fame next year. So we'll talk yeah, about absolutely. that in a few
1: weeks. Absolutely. Good stuff there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you were there in Pahonix, Phoenix, uh, Arizona, if you were there at the um, University of Phoenix, oh, I'm sorry, Glendale, Arizona, the University of Phoenix Stadium, my apologies. You know, as I never thought University of Phoenix was a real place. It was like an online school. It is really? an online school. I, I'm, I'm saying like as like back in these early days, like uh, early days of the internet in two thousand ten, I was just like I didn't think there was like a real like place. To, like they had their own stadium, man. Like I don't know. It's just like it impressed me, I guess, back then. I didn't think it was like I don't know, real. So anyway, No, they just they like just sponsored the arena. <laughs> That's just the name on it. They don't it's oh, not a real place. I know. <laughs> no, I'm saying I know that it's not a real building. It's fun, but like they could have had a football team there. It's not
0: a real place. It's not a real place.
1: They just ended the... <laughs> you, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, in Glendale, if you were there in Glendale at the University of Phoenix Stadium, which is totally confusing, if you actually did think University of Phoenix was a, it's not, it's not uh, a real place. place. It's not a real University place. University of Phoenix at Glendale. <laughs> Glendale is not people... a real place. <laughs> Glendale. Glendale not? is not real. Scottsdale. No. Scottsdale is real. Scottsdale, Arizona. It's got to Arizona. Anyway, if you were there, uh, if you were one of the folks on the edge of your seat standing up, if you were on the edge of your seat and you couldn't take your seat home on the airplane with you, let us know um, what you thought about this. Which is your favorite, this one or Rest 25? Let us know the whys of why which one's your favorite. So we uh, understand either way. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being with us on this three-year journey. We got a three-year um, anniversary next week, and then we'll keep going rolling, rolling, rolling through the next ten years. So other than that, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, and most importantly, take her easy.
2: Undertaker's legendary 18-0 streak is intense. but at what cost? The cost of the legendary Sean Michaels score.